in life, we make choices every day. Some that lead to success and others that lead to consequences. If we don't make the choice of being extraordinary, we'll continue to live life in the shadows and miss out on all the adventures the world has to offer. The set Calvero joins us, a high school friend of mine, who found herself in quite the unique spot as she longed for Instagram stardom. Tonight, she will be sharing with us some of her insights and decisions she made that led her to travel the world while becoming insta-famous, pun intended, all while racking up significant debt to paying it off within a 14-month time span. Welcome to episode 24 of the All In Podcast by Eddie Hernandez, Success Talk with Lisette Calvero. Hey, Lisette, great connecting with you. How's New York treating you these days? It's pretty cold today, so definitely missing Miami. I, I can imagine. I can't, I can't fully relate to you. I know that we uh, connected yesterday, and uh, I applaud you for handling all that cold weather up there, especially this time of year. Yeah. Now, so, uh, so tell us a little bit about your journey in becoming Insta-famous. So I love-hate the word Insta-famous, <laughs> only because <laughs> uh, no point that I have a huge following. Um, but I actually... You know, as the story says, I first moved to New York in 2013, and as part of just connecting with my family, really was the first point, I started a blog. And, you know, young girl starting her internship fairly young um, by industry standards, was just kind of enamored with living away, living in New York, and the blog ended up becoming this lifestyle space where I would talk about where I ate, where I went, what I did, what I was wearing. Um, so that's kind of where it all started. And then at the same time, I was working in public relations and marketing where I work with influencers. So what's interesting is that I always kind of have this double vision, I like to say, into the industry. So I work with influencers, I pay influencers, and then at the same time, I was growing my audience eventually starting to get paid for posts and just kind of being in that world. Right. And then, you know, what led you into joining or pursuing the public relations world? I actually always knew that I wanted to do something in media. Initially, I wanted to do journalism, but somewhere along the lines, I got scared away from it because people said, no one in journalism makes any money. So I decided to go kind of the public relations slash marketing route. And I really do love just communications and business. So I thought that would be a really cool place to still be able to do writing and communications, but do it with a business mindset. Love it. And I'm sure you met quite a, a few amount of influencers and people uh, throughout the way uh, from a communications business standpoint. And, you know, over your travels uh, over the course of time, share with us your most memorable adventure. I'd say my most memorable adventure is going. So there's two. I think, you know, when I was traveling a little bit just for these like Instagram worthy moments, one of my most memorable ones was when I actually went to Vegas for work. And what I was going to do and I had built kind of a habit of doing so I extended my work trip so I could have personal travel in the middle nice. of that. I would do the and same I, in I, Vegas. <laughs> what? I would do the same in Vegas. No worries. Exactly. So I actually rented a car. I rented a convertible because that that would be the insta cool thing to do, right? And I drove through Death Valley by myself, 
which was incredibly eye-opening because I don't know if you've ever done this, but there's nothing in Death Valley except for the salt, you know, flats where all the tourists go. Right. So kind of driving alone and being alone. And I was actually using a travel tripod that I had to take these like really cool photos in the desert. It was this eye-opener being like, oh my God, like you can actually be by yourself and you can disconnect because I had no service. So that to me was a really interesting kind of transitional travel experience. And then I'd say that was kind of at the beginning of last year when I was already like, gotta like stop spending so much you know, money without really thinking. Right. And then toward the end of the year, I actually already had some trips booked, you know, eventually you have miles and such. So a lot of this was things I didn't really have to pay for out of pocket. And I used up travel rewards to go to Europe twice last year. So that was memorable on a personal level, just because I first started in Spain and then went to Morocco and I have a lot of family in Spain. So it was just a really nice way to connect with family instead of going somewhere just, you know, to take pictures. Nice. You shared earlier a little bit about the the whole debt piece and like spending money. What, What was your first thought when you realized how much debt you were in? So the problem is that when I was spending a lot of money, I actually wasn't really keeping track of where the expenses were going, right? So I'm young and I'm making money and I'm like, you know, I'm sure that eventually I'll make more money than I am today, which was the truth. But at the moment, I was putting everything on cards and I wasn't keeping track of how many cards had X amount of money. So that's how it kind of racked up, which I think is the biggest problem without being transparent on your finances and without having a big picture on a regular basis, you start to kind of fall into this hole. So of course, if I had even like a $4,000 credit card bill, that would have scared me. My problem is I had 2000 here, 1000 there. And in your head, you're like, that's nothing. Right. right. And so you add it all up and you're like, Never Holy mind. Shit. this is actually a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, deep down, would you go back and do it again? I would go back and do it again in a smart way. So one of the other big problems is that I racked up a lot of debt because I wasn't really budgeting for the things I was passionate about. And I was really loose with my money. And an example is, you know, one of the most expensive tickets I bought was a $700 ticket to Austin, Texas, which is probably how much I could have spent going to Thailand on like a cool budget airline. So I wasn't, I was just kind of like, let's do it instead of thinking, you know, and now I have all these hacks, like how to find cheap flights, how to maximize, you know, ways to be able to save for travel. So it's not that I regret the experiences because at the end of the day, they were really cool experiences, but just knowing how to do them smarter is so much more fulfilling because even the front load process of it all, you're like, wow, I can't believe I was able to do this for so cheap. You know, an example is for New Year's, I went to Mexico City and it only cost me $200 to get the ticket. Awesome. Like using all these hacks. So I was so excited and I enjoyed it and I was Airbnb and I didn't spend a lot of money that I didn't have. So, you know, it was that much more fulfilling. Do you have any hacks to share or tips when it comes to travel from your experiences? Yes. 
I actually ended up writing a blog post about this, a very general one, because there's so nice. many ways to cut corners when it comes to travel. Okay. But I'd say the number one thing that people struggle with is the airplane ticket, because a lot of times everything else that's in between, you can figure it out. You can Airbnb, you can even, you know, couch surf, you can do all these ways to save and work with locals. But the plane ticket is always the most expensive and the thing that people hurt to purchase. So number one thing is buy them in advance. One thing I started doing is at the beginning of the year, I kind of mapped out, you know, these are my days off. Let me use some tools that I have to find cheap flights to be able to book them way in advance so that they're costing me a fraction of the money. And that way, you know, if you're living with this like savings mindset, which kind of plays into my financial transformation, I know, okay, I saved $2,000 last year strictly for travel. Here's all the, you know, this is my budget. I'm booking all my flights in advance. I love to use this tool called Skyscanner. Right. Where you can actually look up specific dates with a tool called Everywhere. And then basically it's recommending from your departure city by price places to go. So if mm -hmm. I know that I have four days off for Memorial Day, I can go on Skyscanner and look up those dates from New York City, click everywhere, and then I'm getting a bunch of recommendations and I can look at my budget and say, what can I afford, what can I? Got it, yeah, I've jumped on uh, an app called Hopper, I guess that sounds yeah. pretty similar to, to Skyscanner, so um, I've dabbled into it lightly, but see, I didn't know the tool, at least with Skyscanner, it offered that everywhere component that, that gives you more exposure to where to cut corners and save some costs there. Exactly. And I also use Kayak. I live and die by Kayak um, because I feel like they really do have um, good deals. And it's just, again, doing your research and knowing that there's probably a way to get a cheaper flight if you just look up five websites instead of one, um, which I think is a big problem with people who aren't experienced with travel. They go directly to the airline. That's right. all they look at and they buy an expensive ticket. But there's so many resources if we just use the Internet. Right. No, I mean, and, and I'm victim of that too. So continuing to push myself uh, to see what outlets I can find um, early on in the process, right? Uh, that that exactly. allows us to, to be more beneficial and, and uh, apply savings to our, to our finances. But, um, you know, in connecting with you, uh, I've been eager to ask uh, the question uh, when it comes to how you felt the very first time you saw um, the articles that were published like on the New York Times or the Huffington Post when it came about you and your travels. Like, what did you think? So the New York Post one, I actually, the reason why the article came up is because I opted in for that. So okay. working in journalism, um, we get a lot of inquiries from journalists, contacts in our network saying, do you know a person that fits XYZ story, you know, when they're working on stories? And the ask was someone who was living a picture perfect life and went oh. broke and oh, how wow. they recovered. So I was like, that could be me. Sign me up. <laughs> Yeah, and it was actually a very cathartic moment to talk to this contact because at the time, you know, every young person struggles with some sort of debt, student loan debt, credit card debt, and it's all because they don't emphasize personal finance education enough anywhere, No, not in high school, not in college. So I, I felt like there could be a lot to learn from this. And, you know, what's funny is that the ask, and this just goes to show how non-aware of my finances I was when at this time period 
because the ask was, well, how much do you think you racked up? And I was like, I have no idea, maybe 10,000. So what's funny is that that was like the, you know, headline, like $10,000 girl. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and, you know, in a way I kind of appreciated that young people would see this and say, holy crap, Thank God that's not me, but that probably was almost me. And I thought that, you know, people might learn a lot from that. Yeah. And, you know, when you stop reading the scandalous headline and you read a little bit deeper, it kind of goes into what I did, how I've recovered from it, you know, how I built a life offline that was fulfilling so right. that I could supplement the things I was passionate about, you know, because I talked a lot about how. There's nothing wrong with wanting to travel, with wanting to have new clothes, with wanting to eat at different restaurants. Whatever you're passionate about, do it, but learn about your finances so you can do them responsibly and then build yourself offline because if I want to keep traveling as much as I do, I've got to make money to supplement my travel, right? So I had to focus on the things I was doing day to day, my nine to five, instead of my blog or finding ways to monetize my blog so that I could support that. Right. No, I'm... I'm with you on that. And it was quite interesting to me because I even got the notification like on Facebook and on LinkedIn. And I was like, no way, it's Lisette. Like, so it was so kind of like naturally just intrigued me to just read in a little bit more and um, just like follow your story when it came to it. And um, I know that you you had appeared on, on Good Morning America and then uh, I shared a little bit about your experience there. But, you know, for the audience who's tuned in, if you can sum up your experience, you know, the highs, the lows, the fight of paying off your debt from the travels. If you can sum it up in one sentence, only one, what would it be? Hmm. Curating a picture-perfect lifestyle at the sake of not being responsible with your finances. Beautiful. What? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but coming back from that, so no worries to all those who are worried, mom and dad, who were like, are you still on that? Nope. Um, which is the good part. Right. <laughs> And then uh, I guess to, to, to all my listeners that are tuned in, uh, you know, we're here with Lisette Calvera and she's sharing some of her insights and the experiences on her journey to become, you know, her love and hate of the word Insta famous. Uh, so uh, share, Lisette, share with uh, our listeners here where they can find you. I know you mentioned about the blog, but share with us a little bit more insight. Yeah. So my Instagram feed is my name, first and last name, Lisette Cows, And my blog is called Marketable Millennial. So kind of the idea behind this blog is once I stop thinking so much about curating a picture-perfect lifestyle and focusing on what I'm good at, which is being a millennial, having hacks, and kind of giving millennials advice, um, I want to build this platform out to not just be about me, which is why my name is not incorporated into it, to be a place for millennials. And I hope that eventually I can grow it to a place where other people are telling their story on different topics that are relevant to you know, my generation. Beautiful. So guys, follow her at Instagram at LaSalle Cows and then check out her blog, A Marketable Millennium, and uh, leave some feedback, share with her and some of your experiences. Uh, I know she'll appreciate that. And then uh, I appreciate all of you so much for taking the time to join us and Lisette uh, on the All In Podcast. Uh, Lisette, do you have any questions for me? Well, I'd love to know more about, you know, What's your passion now? I feel like you were always this kind of person that was so ambitious. So I'd love to hear about what's next for you. Well, what's next for me is uh, I- I've started the this All In podcast, which now I'm on episode 24, but even more so from a holistic perspective. Uh, I've started my my uh, company called All In Academy, 
which uh, is in essence uh, a community that we're developing now that connects you know like-minded people from entrepreneurs to people who are very big and deep into the corporate life uh, to people who just seek more in their lives um, to inspire them and to do more and to tap into their inner beasts so it allows nice. th- this community to kind of share in their successes their failures how to promote growth from within both personal and professionally and uh, this is the outlet that I'm, I'm leveraging and I'm creating a, a platform fo- for it, webinars, uh, booklets, anything that allows for exposure uh, into the marketplace. That's the first step. And uh, I've noticed very early on in my life that I'm very passionate about helping others. And this is the avenue that I've decided to pursue for the rest of my life. That's so awesome. Yeah. Congrats. No, I appreciate it. And, and I know you have your 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 form of, of communicating at least with the blog as well so i'll even have to check it out i'm victim of not even knowing to to be quite honest so i'll definitely tune in at, right after uh our, our interview here but um i appreciate your time uh you know it's it's been fun it's been great uh, listeners i appreciate you all so so much in having the opportunity uh, to follow and support you know our journey together separately um but nonetheless uh keep keep attuned to our success talks our episodes and uh, until next time, Lissette, I appreciate you so much. And uh, I tend to wrap up every single interview with a little slogan uh, that we go in with uh, the All In Academy. And it goes a little something like this. If you don't quit, you'll win. It's time to go all in. <laughs>